That remix goes. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> Monday, August 14th. This is your host, Jake Johnson, and alongside me is Andrew Acker for the inaugural episode of Talking Soccer, May Jogopadnita. Going through a rebrand this year. Andrew, how are things? <laughs> Be- beginning with the same amount of enthusiasm as normal. The Premier League is back! The Premier League is back. Um, we are back after quite a long hiatus. Andrew and I will be living in the North End in Boston, so... Starting in two weeks, so we'll be podding a lot more, and we uh, we figured we need to kick off our, our show. Uh, we're gonna be talking soccer from here on out, possibly, possibly Jogopadnita. We'll figure that out going forward. But uh, but we're back to talk all things Premier League, all things soccer, and kind of just whatever else. We might make the show a little bit more conversational this year. Um, quick rundown on the results in opening weekend, um, which was honestly just a phenomenal opening weekend. Arsenal 4, Leicester 3 to kick us off. Uh, typically, Banana Land, Arsenal win at home. Uh, Saturday opened with Watford 3, Liverpool 3, uh, West Brom 1, Bournemouth 0. Uh, the shock result of the weekend, Chelsea 2, Burnley 3. Burnley beating 10-man Chelsea at the bridge. Huddersfield Town beating Crystal Palace away 3-0. to nil. Uh, Everton winning 1-0 with a Wayne Rooney header. Uh, Southampton and Swansea uh, stinking it up 0-0. And Man City 2 at West... I'm sorry, West. Uh, Brighton, Hove Albion. Uh, City winning on the road there. Totally controlled that game. And then Sunday, uh, Tottenham beating Newcastle 2-0 at the Tyneside Stadium. Newcastle, St. James Park, whatever the fuck that thing's called. And Manchester <laughs> United beating West Ham. And then probably the most comprehensive win of the weekend, 4-0. Um, before we even get into any games, I mean, the Prem's back. How do you feel? It was back with a bang. And it was fantastic. And no defending. Yeah. <laughs> no defending whatsoever. Negative amounts of defending. I actually, let, let's start with your take. Uh, we, we were sitting on the couch, and what did you say about just, like, the, the game in general, especially the Premier League? It's way more wide open than it used to be. With all this three at the back, all these teams, regardless of how good they are, seem to be playing three at the back, and it just seems like it's inducing a ton of chaos. Yeah, and and the three five two is part of that, and I made I made the point that yeah the three five two works because it, it overloads the middle and you and you still have width provided by your outside backs. Where it doesn't work is if you just turn the ball over, often even in, in like Arsenal's case for example, you leave yourself wide open. I mean, how many times have you seen Arsenal game during the highlights? We were just rewatching everything. Uh, El Nenny and Jaka bad pass out to the flank, and that's just like an overload of a counter because you, your outside back is pushed so far up. I mean, you made the point that in the NBA right now, um, it's becoming a much more offensive game, right? And, and games are being centered around the three-point line. I mean, in soccer, they're being completely centered on the counterattack, right? And so you have teams that are looking to pounce on each other's counter, and what that's creating is a much more open game. And I think you see that more in the Premier League than, than anywhere else. Um, because in, in England, right, these games are almost predicated on speed, right? The climate is conducive to that. Um, the, the fans kind of demand it. Um, and so you get games like uh, Arsenal 4, Leicester 3. You get games like United 4, West Ham 0. I-, I think we'll start there just because it was the most comprehensive result of the weekend and because I'm a United fan and fuck you guys. I- it was just fantastic to watch. 
the speed of play, uh, Lukaku, Rashford, Pogba, Martial when he came off the bench, all clicking, Mkhitaryan, good game. Um, what are your thoughts on United? You've seen them play twice now. Um, obviously, Real Madrid you know, beat them 2-1 to one pretty comprehensively, but, but they look good. I think just watching the highlights of the West Ham game, their success this season will be dependent on, I think, Marcus Rashford. Sure. Quite honest, his sure. development. If he, if he develops into or continues his development into what looks like a world-class player, then I think they could go very far. Um, because to me, that's the one thing they kind of lack is a world-class player out wide. Right. And they like thought- truly world-class player, play, like a, a Hazard type. I'm not saying Rashford's there yet. But if he continues to develop the way he's developing, he could get there. And he looked fantastic in the game against West Ham. Absolutely fantastic. He was awesome. And also when he came out and Marcel came on, Marcel just went at the defender time and time again. Almost like Marino just told him, when you get the ball, no matter what, go at him. Um, you know, when, when they when they signed Marcel, they thought that that was the player they were getting, right? And obviously exactly. he, he's still so young and people forget that. Like he, he's 20, 21. But yeah, Rashford just has that that thing about him where where the crowd kind of stands up when he gets the ball, and and he's exciting. And, and you pair that with Lukaku. I mean, some of the turns Lukaku had, where he get the ball in midfield, turn, push it past the defender twenty yards, and just go. I mean, well, we talked about this last year. As good a season as Laton had, and as great a player as he is, um, you can't really counter with him. No, you it's really not can't. his game. Your, your side loses a lot of pace with him up top, and replacing him with Lukaku. You can see on the field just how much faster they are. And, man, you know, he scored that one goal off the set piece. Defending United on set pieces with him and with Pogba in the mix is going to be and an absolute Matic. nightmare for some teams. And Matic. I mean, those are three big, strong dudes that are hard to get off off the ball. Yeah, all of a sudden, United are huge. And and, and uh, the Ramble used the term, I think it was the Ramble, like the Chelsea-fication of Manchester United, right? I mean, Mourinho's taken his team and he's made them bigger. He's made them faster. I think the Matic signing will, will go down as just like an, an incredible signing. I mean, he was bossing the midfield the whole game. Uh, just a, a lot to like it for, on United's behalf. And, and really, from, from a fan's perspective, they were exciting. And, and they really weren't exciting last year, particularly at home when teams were just sitting in and they couldn't break them down. Um, someone made the point... That you know, for all the, the stick that Lukaku gets, you know, against the better teams, he smashes the lower teams, oh, yeah, and and, and, the and they really just need that, right? Yeah. I mean, if if they win all of their home games, especially against the lower teams, I mean, they'll, they'll have a good round the title. I mean, last year they drew Stoke twice, they drew Burnley, they drew Bournemouth, they drew West Brom, Ugh. they drew Swansea, Ugh. they drew Southampton. I mean, Lukaku it's will will turn those draws into wins because, like you said, he smashes. Um, the bad teams. What did you think about their? I mean, it's one game. What did you think about their back line? Phil Jones getting a shout. Um, after the preseason that Lindelof, that's a great question. After preseason Lindelof had, I'm not shocked. He was he was pretty poor. Um, Didn't even make the bench. No, and that is interesting. Um, Bai is amazing. So that I mean, obviously yeah. that's good. I like Blind on the left. I love Tony V on the right, and, and of course you know like the so. What's you know, Phil Jones? Phil Jones was really good. And what and about um, Phil Jones? Is only twenty five, which is bananas. And I don't rate him that highly, but he looked. Bayern might be the, the right pair for him, right? I mean, he looked confident. Both of them did. And was there? I didn't. I didn't see. Was there a reason Herrera didn't play? Or I did think, they just not start him because I, mean, I, I. I kind of assume, and again, it's only one game. I kind of assume that midfield three would be Pogba, Matic, Herrera. I think it generally will be. I think Mourinho probably looked at this game and just said, we're going to have so much of the ball that there's almost there's no, no need, need for Herrera. Yeah. I think so. Um, 
I mean, he also likes Mata. I mean, Mourinho plays Mata quite a bit, and if you're going to play Mata and Mkhitaryan, you can't you can't find room for Herrera. I think that against a better side, Herrera's a no-brainer. I mean, he just provides too much in both directions for the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my brother was asking me how did they line up, and I was, I was trying to explain it to him, but it was kind of weird because Mkhitaryan and Mata were just rotating. And so it was, it was basically two defensive midfielders, well, two midfielders, Pogba with, with more mobility. Mata's kind of anchoring it. And then uh, Mata and Mkhitaryan kind of, were also in the midfield, and then Rashford and Lukaku were pushed up, like Rashford pushed up on the left. Really interesting, really fluid and dynamic. The sort of like fluid formation you don't really see much from United these days. Um, I mean, there's a real opportunity. I'm looking at their their opening games now. Oh, they, oh, it's it's easy. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, they have Swansea next, then Leicester, then Stoke, then Everton, which is probably difficult. Yeah, but game. Everton will be on the back of like four really tough Palace. games. I mean, yeah. United could get off to quite the start here. It would really see them. You know, near the top of the table after the first ten or so games, just because of the the, the schedule early on. For sure. Um, last point, uh, at least for me, on on United, their bench yesterday, if I remember off the top of my head, was uh, Ander Herrera, Martial, Fellaini, Darmian. I mean, it was like stacked. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a really good bench. And you're, then you're teeing me up. You're teeing me up here because it's a great bench. Um, not as great as cities. Yeah, but sure. one of those one of those one of the things those two teams have in common that at least right now a team like Chelsea uh, and probably you could say Liverpool don't have is depth. Lots of depth, and that's going to be huge because United's going to be in the Champions League. They're probably going to make another run in the domestic cups. They're obviously going to contend for the league. Sure. That depth is going to be huge come February, March, April when they're you know probably still in three or four competitions. Yeah, and speaking of City's depth, uh, you know City. Uh, took a while to break down Brighton, but eventually won that game 2-0. Those jerseys, very, very by the way. Oh. Uh, cities? Or? Yeah, cities. What I love they? them. Like, I'm trying to think what they're, they're wearing. They're in this, like, deep purple. Oh, I do. Those fuck. Yeah, those uh, definitely fuck. Those, those, they, year after year, they may disappoint on the field, but when it comes to jerseys, <laughs> they're amazing. Nah, class. I, the, the, we'll get into jersey chat later, but, uh, yeah, cities start the game with, with, Je- with Jesus and, and Aguero up front. Uh, Silva in behind them, and then it's just like take your pick of the I next the six players. It's unbelievable. Jesus could have had seven goals. He's really good. Like he had so many opportunities. I think he scored one up with his hand. He scored one with yep. his offside. Like yep. it, uh, assuming him and Aguero play up top, it looks like the they're season, going to. Yeah, that's deadly. And like you said, um, pick your pick your poison. Yeah, they they brought in Nolito last year, and I think they're just like moving him along. Yeah, like it's, What's it's ridiculous. Um, Mendy didn't even start. Nope. And they paid fifty million pounds for him or something like that. Just bring him on. I mentioned to you before the pod, like, oh, you know, we're gonna just bring on Leroy Sané for Danilo out wide, like bananas. That's insane. Kyle Walker. Kyle oh. Walker. I mean, if City can manage to defend, which they couldn't really last year, if company can stay healthy, maybe they can. Then that's the hard part. They're gonna be a force. They're gonna be a force to reckon with, regardless. But they they could truly. You know, there's a reason they're going to be one of the favorites for the league because, my God, they have so much talent, so much yeah. depth. And like Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva. <laughs> Ridiculous. David Silva is so good. What do you think about short hair? Short hair? Bald. Bald. Yeah. His it's movements startling. don't look the same. Yeah, it's yeah, startling. I, I, he looks bigger. I don't know if it's because he just looks less like a kid. Yeah. With the floppy yeah, hair. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. What a, what a luxury that they can leave, like, De Bruyne further back. You know what I mean? Like, they don't even need him farther up the field, and he's, like, such an incredible crosser. It's like, what a luxury. Um, But, yeah, if company stays healthy for them, if Kyle Walker can, can you know, put in, I think he, I mean, he wasn't even starting a lot of the games for Spurs at the end of last year, but even so, I think he started 30 games for Spurs. He's almost never hurt. Um, 
they're gonna be good. I mean, I, huge question marks for their goalie though. I mean, I I, I can't I believe. Almost texted yeah. you. I was watching the highlights yeah. and I almost texted you like this. Ederson dude looks like another Claudio Bravo. He had a couple uh, ugh, moments. Yeah. Early, tattoo early, city. Like, I like my goalie son's tattoos. I, I would agree. And long sleeve for sure. Especially neck tattoo. Long sleeve. If you're a goalie, wear a long sleeve. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think. And we, we were just doing our, our top 10 the other day. I think it'll be Sydney and United. It's one game in. But, yeah, I mean, like early on, that, that's kind of the way it's looking. And they're just another team. And I think we'll, we'll talk about this for a little bit when we talk about Chelsea. They're another, another team that has depth and doesn't seem to – there doesn't seem to be a lot – and there hasn't been a lot over the summer of, like, turmoil. Sure. Like, well, they've been very focused in the business they've done. Um, and, you know, it just seems like – they're going to be one of the two teams that's challenging for the league. Yeah, it looks to be the case. Let's move on to the Chelsea game. Uh, two red cards, down 3 nothing at half against uh, Mighty Burnley. Um, not so not bizarre. good. Not good. And well, the starting lineup had Jeremy Boga, who is a non-factor FIFA for them. legend. Yeah, Morata didn't start. It's, you it's know, weird. For me, it's not the result. It's the result paired with their offseason. Not a good offseason. Which season. has been nothing but... Just kind of rumblings of discontent. I mean, obviously the Diego Costa thing's been very public, but sure. I, you read there have been so many articles about how Conte's unsatisfied with the targets they've brought in, with the folks, with the players they're targeting, and this just reminds me to a T of the year after Mourinho won the league, yeah. well, two years ago. Is it like right? exactly the they same? They went thing. out and won the league. They brought in no. They brought in nobody. There was a lot of discontent. Yep. And then Mourinho was gone mid-season. Yep. And it, the feeling around that club right now reminds me of that same yeah. same time. Uh, the, the Diego Costa situation is a weird one, too, because, I mean, Morata came on. He looked good. I mean, he is good. I mean, for sure. Yeah, he's going to be a good player for them. Yeah. Um, you know, but probably he won't, not Diego But he won't Costa. be Diego Costa, that, yeah. So, and that doesn't even bother me as much as... It bothers you know, me, Andrew. I know it bothers me. I fucking love Diego. It doesn't bother me in the sense that, like, he wanted to leave... Conte didn't sure. want him. It is what it is. I mean, it could have been handled much better. What, what's concerning if you're a Chelsea fan is just, again, their transfer business. I mean, they brought in Rudinger, who's a good defender. They brought in Morata, but they lost out of Lukaku. They sold Matic. Nobody seems to know why they sold Matic. And they are a team that has no depth. Granted, yep. Hazard and uh, the, the midfield, midfielder they brought in from Monaco are hurt. Yep. But even when you consider those guys, you know, their, mid, their midfield is threadbare, out on the wings. They have no coverage at wingback. God forbid Victor Moses or Marcos Alonso miss any time. Like They really they didn't bring like, anyone in. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's just, interesting. And this is a team, again, that's going to be in the Champions League, something they didn't have to deal sure. with last year. Sure. Just, I, I don't understand what is going on at that club. Matic one is particularly I weird. I mean, like... Fabregas did play well last year, and I understand that Bakayoko is is in theory that player. But but you have the finished article in Matic. Yeah, well, and especially if you right? know Bakayoko is so, going to be hurt and miss the first few games, and yeah. it, and it, the Matic one would make more sense if they immediately went out and bought another midfielder. Like they said, you know what, we're going to get forty million for Matic. That's good business. We're going to go out and buy somebody else. Here's a weird question: Shit, is it good business? No, I, honestly, like in the, in this inflated, I, is, I, I think forty million is a. <laughs> I think forty million is about right, but like, I mean, it's good business in the sense that I actually think he's one of the few players that probably bought for less than they sold. Um, he cost a lot, I remember. Um, so yeah, like twenty five million. And he's and he, he's not older, but I don't. I mean, I, I can't knock them in a vacuum for for selling Matic for forty million bucks. 
But when you don't replace them, and you're, I mean, when they played Tottenham this weekend with Fabregas suspended, I think they're gonna get who's going to play in the midfield besides Conte? Besides Conte. Conte is great, but he's not a one man midfield. Yeah. He, well, 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 he is. <laughs> <laughs> he it's just, uh, it, it's strange. It, it, it's weird to see a Chelsea bench that poor. Yeah. Their bench was like Kennedy, Aina, Murata, and then like, uh, who else? I, I can't even think off the top of my head of like. I have no idea what they're doing. I mean, Robin Abramovich is getting divorced. Maybe they're trying to they're yeah. tighten the purse string, yeah. but it's just their transfer business has been absolutely bananas. It's been not good. Uh, another thing not good would be uh, Arsenal and Leicester's defense. Uh, Arsenal coming back and winning four to three in a very Arsenal game. Arsenal. Um, another team that's um, interesting moves in the transfer window. I'll start. Lacazette looks good, and 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 we were kind of wondering, you know, like there was a summer where all I did was bet Leon home games because Lacazette was automatic. It's it's cool to see him playing in the Premier League because he is so good and he is so sharp, and and also the way he and Drew played when Drew came on was interesting. They they rarely played yeah, two up we top. Yeah, we know we know Arsene Wenger won't be smart and play those two up top. Yeah, I I thought that when they were making the sub that it was going to be <laughs> like Drew for Lacazette. Yeah. Um, no Sanchez, uh, Ozil not playing very well. They still get the win, but they, they can't defend for their lives. Um, Leicester, I mean, pretty hard on them. They, they, you know, they were, oh, hello. Uh, they were winning twice in that game, um, and, and still ended up losing. Uh, thoughts on Arsenal moving forward? Because I don't really, oh, 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 I don't really see them doing much this year. Um, especially with the Europa League looming. This game sure didn't instill a lot of confidence in you if you're an Arsenal nah, fan. I mean, you won. Very little does, I think, but, as an um, Arsenal fan. I don't know. It was just, you should probably beat Leicester comfortably at home if you really want to do things. Yeah. With all due respect to Leicester. And Lacazette's going to fill it up. Like, yeah. as you and I have talked about, one thing Arsenal will do is... They usually smash pretty bad teams. So Lacazette will score goals. I'm not, I have no doubt about that. But um, I think it, com- I mean, it comes they, down to the, will they hold on to Alexis Sanchez? And can they defend? No. Can they, they can't defend. And they probably won't. They probably won't hold on to Sanchez. That, that whole saga is really weird because he's out with like a, a weird and He's never hurt. So like he's probably not hurt right now. Um, it almost feels like Arsenal are just biding their time and waiting for the transfer window to close. Just act like it never happened. Um, if he goes to, like, I mean, like City is where he's been touted. Like, like if any team like doesn't really need him, it'd be City. But obviously, that he'd start the top three of Aguero, Jesus, and Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> the Bruyne on the right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, 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 yeah, I mean, I. I I didn't expect big things from Arsenal before the season started. This game gave me one game, but yeah. gave me no reason to believe anything different. Where do you think Leicester end up? I think, they'll, I think they'll finish somewhere between as high as eighth and as low as thirteen. Really going out on a limb there. Huh? They're, gonna, you know, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna settle in the mid table. They're gonna stink. I don't think they're gonna stink. They'll stink. I think they'll be they'll be mid table. I mean, they went and put three in the net against Arsenal at the Emirates. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and Jamie Vardy had two, and I love. Ineacho. I think that's a I good pick. Love the pairing of Ineacho and Vardy. What about poor Slomani? Still there. Is he there? Still there. He's on the, on the bench this yeah, weekend. I yeah. I don't remember if they got rid of him or not. Slomani scored like 30 goals one year for Porto. Premier League's a whole different beast, man. Yeah, Premier League doesn't give it's a, a whole fuck. Uh, we'll, we'll round out the Premier League chat with uh, Tottenham beating Newcastle 2 0. Um, the attacking trio and, and Newcastle obviously shooting themselves in the foot because John Joe Shelby is not intelligent. Um, but watching uh, Erickson, Ali, and Kane go forward is is brilliant. And then Sun comes off the bench. I mean, obviously Tottenham had a great season last year, but 
hot take. They're really good, and, and they're not only really good, they're really fun to watch. And anytime you can replace Kyle Walker with Kyle Walker-Peters, I'm, you know, I'm on board with that. Is there a Kyle Walker-Peters something behind Kyle <laughs> like, Walker-Peters? He's like 13. <laughs> he's lighting it up in Tottenham's like, Academy. I feel like maybe it's just me who's underrating them. I feel like Tottenham have kind of flown under the radar this season because they've done nothing in the transfer window? They've almost necessarily flown under the radar because they haven't signed literally anyone. But they've signed nobody, so I think people have kind of forgotten about it, but they're basically the same team as last year, which was, for a lot of the season, the best the team, best team well, in the Premier League. It, no. I, I don't like that argument. And people are always like, you know, they, were the, they weren't. Chelsea were. Chelsea, Chelsea won the league like, by like yeah. eight points. But, I yeah. mean, Tottenham were right up there. Sure, sure. Um, and they brought basically everybody back except yeah, the Trippier injury does stink because they basically let Walker go, saying, "Oh, we have great cover in Trippier. He's already injured." Uh, but Kyle Walker Peters look, looking pretty good. Um, Deli Alley's so good. I mean, yeah. Harry Kane's so good, but man, they're Deli both Alley's really good. Just... That that narrow cross. I saw an interesting article by someone online. It, it might have been uh, Michael Cox's own marketing. He was talking about this uh, the narrow cross. And the best way I can describe it is, you know when they pull the ball back to Herrera on United and he just hits it and he whips in a ball kind of from like the midfield but like off to the side? Erickson's unbelievable at that. And that's how Tottenham scored their first goal. And he was saying that the reason that that's such an effective cross in the modern game is because everyone is taught if the ball goes from the width and it comes back even a little bit, the whole defense steps up. And if you're a really good team with guys who are super technical, you can just use that to your advantage, right? Play it back, know everyone's coming up, and then just hit these beautiful balls over the top. Um, Erickson's really good. Really, really good, but yeah, Ollie's just like his finishing's unnerving. I mean, he had 18 goals last year. I mean, he's gonna fill his boots again this year. This I, I heard that the Delhi had a very good off season. Summer's a down month for the Alley Delhi, but yeah, I, this game also good. was just like quintessential Newcastle. Oh, it's beautiful. I know. <laughs> Welcome back. Red card. Yeah. Go down, man. <laughs> yep. Lose two. Nil. Miss a couple sitters. Just basically, shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Just quintessential Newcastle. <laughs> Did they say on the ramble there? Like, you know, Newcastle's good for like four or five comedy moments per year. Yeah, we got, we got one early. We got one early. Early on. Yeah, uh, it was a just uh, general thoughts on the weekend. I mean, I had a ball. I mean, the games were like super exciting. I mean, yeah, li- I mean Liverpool three to three. We didn't even touch on that. I mean, they can't defend. Oh, I guess Liverpool losing Coutinho. We can end on that. Um, they haven't I, lost him yet. I think it's yeah. I, I actually think they're gonna hold on to him until the winter, maybe until next year. It won't really? go in the winter. It'll be, it'll probably will be Champions League. You'll be cup tied. I don't think so. I, I think I, they're gonna hold on. To I him. think for 130 million, you have to sell him. I, I think He's out of the Champions League squad this week. I think they're going to hold on to him. I'm not. I'm not saying they necessarily should, but I think they're going to hold on to him. I saw someone saying like, I don't know if he's the right player for Barcelona. He's inconsistent. I disagree. I think he's like consistently. Brilliant. I think they think with him they can they can challenge for the league, which people forget. Against the other top five last year, they were undefeated. They had, the, be- yeah. they had the best record against that top si- in the top six against the top six. You know what they do though? They struggled against good te- or they, bad teams. They tie Watford three to three. Yeah. So I think if they think that they can really make a, a challenge for the league. I think they're gonna they're gonna just fucking hold on. They're they're basically yeah. doing. I think they're doing what Arsenal are doing. They're trying Sanchez. to do with Sanchez. Yes. Just hold on for dear life. I don't hate it. I mean, I I think. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say like he's one of the ten best players in the world. I think he might be that good if in, in the right system. I mean, last year I had like fifteen and ten and in on Liverpool, and I, I get that Liverpool are good going forward, obviously, but I think he's brilliant. Um, no, I think he's very good. Yeah, a top, top ten, ten maybe. I about top 
20 maybe. Top 20, yeah. yeah top, no, he's, he's not top Definitely. 10. You know why he's not top 10? Because seven of the top 10 are on Real Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not a lot of room in that top 10. No, very little room. Um, but yeah, Liverpool, disappointing result. Uh, shout out to Watford, though. Like, um, coming back, I mean, they had a... They were, they were, well, most of the bad teams were, but they were one of Liverpool's bogey teams last year. Yeah, I'm sure that they were. Most, most were. Um, but yeah, it was just an awesome weekend. Um, biggest takeaways, no one can defend. Um... City and United look really good, and uh, and everything else is kind of par for the course. No, nothing else really too too surprising from no, that. No, it's one you know one game, so you can't really read much of anything into it. But no, but it's fucking but brilliant. It's back. It's, back. it's, it's back. so good. Uh, we'll move to the uh, to the continental. We're at a round table, so there's no corner here. But um, you caught uh, the end of the Super Cup, the Spanish Super Cup. Uh, uh, your thoughts, um, by all accounts, is probably the game of the weekend. Um, yeah, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, the, talk us, just, talk us through the last fifteen. I was watching the PGA Championship, and I was like, oh, I'll just flip over to the Super Cup and see what's going on. And I flipped over like twenty five minutes, and like. In it was one nil at the like, time. One nil Real at the time. Yeah, it was one nil Real, and at the course of like over those final twenty five minutes, there was a Luis Suarez dive penalty. There was a Ronaldo banana land finish, <laughs> and then a red card, uh, and then Asensio had a fantastic goal. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely crazy. I saw someone make the point. They were like, you know, Asensio, Dembele, uh, and. Uh, and Mbappe all about the same age. I mean, if you look in terms of achievement, Asensio's achieved like way more than they have, right? And and someone else made the point that uh, I think it was uh, Alex Kirkland on the Spanish Football Podcast. There's no better counterattacking player in the world right now than maybe Marco Asensio. Like he, he, he's I, that devastating he on the feels, counter. Oh, he feels wildly underrated. Because like, you said people throw out Mbappe, they throw out um, Dembele, right? Even Pulisic, so. rightfully so. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like not enough people talk about Asensio. Yeah, if and he's on any other team in the world, he plays 38 yeah, games, starts every single one. He's behind, you know, yeah. the, some of the greatest players in the world in Madrid. He's amazing. He's man. so good. Another year, man, another Ronaldo, like, just golasso. Yep. Like, that dude just appears to not be slowing down. And his celebration. Suspended for five the, games now. Yeah, you can't push the ref, kids. Can't, can't be pushing the can't ref. Can't be pushing the ref. But, but his goal, his celebration, <laughs> fucking magnifico. Barca stink. They didn't look good. Are they done or are they finished? They're cooked, man. They brought in little Paul today, though, man. I saw that. $40 million for uh, Paulinho, uh, Guangzhou, Evergrande via Tottenham. Tottenham, yeah, whatever. That's a horrendous sign. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not. Like, he is good. It's doesn't, it's not what they need. Doesn't, There's a difference. They obviously. brought him in to play in the midfield, right? Sure. Like, doesn't Sergio Roberto play in the midfield? Like... They basically, he's like persona non grata right now. I don't get it. He's like really fucking good. He's a good. decent player. Like, yeah. and they're bringing Paulino, Paulinho yeah. over him. Like, oh, a little pull. I just, they're, uh, I mean, they still have Messi and Suarez, so I think they'll be fine. They'll be straight. I mean, if they can bring in Dembele, they'll be like really good. If they can bring in Mbappe, they'll be really good. I don't good. know. It looks like Mbappe's like going to, to PSG. PSG. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. I, I guess uh, we can quickly, uh, we were going to. Briefly touched the Italian Supercopa, but it was it was just an awesome game. Uh, check out the assist on on the last goal for Lazio. Lazio up two nil uh, before Dibla, the new number ten of Juventus, which I like, uh, scored a pen and scored a ridiculous free kick. And then Jordan Lukaku, uh, Romulo's brother, has an unbelievable run down the left, centers it for for a great finish. Um, check that out if you haven't. Uh, the Neymar news, I guess we, that can be kind of the final talk. Gotta be honest, here. man. I watched the highlights. 
I mean, he's not doing it for me seeing him play in, in League 1. Just not doing it for me. Goal and assist in an 8,000-person stadium. Yeah, not right. do, sorry. It's just, I mean, kudos to him for making banana land money. But like, yeah. It'll be great when, you know, like European nights at the Parc des Princes will be fantastic. Yeah. And, like, they, their jerseys are so Their jerseys are really good. Uh, yeah. Um, they yeah. shouldn't lose a game in the no. League 1. No. They just, I mean, they should. It's, no. And especially they probably, if they bring in Mbappe. Like, especially, yeah. I mean, if they take, like... Monica, I mean, Monaco won four to... People forget that Monaco did win the league last year. Monaco, people don't... Well, they sold all their players. realize though. Monaco are essentially Dortmund. Like, they do the same thing Dortmund yes. does. They bring in these young studs, they play for two or three years, they sell yep. them for triple the amount, yep. and they just bring in the next batch. Yep. So Monaco will be fine. Monaco yep. will be more than fine. Yeah, they'll be Gucci. Um... That just about does it. Uh, any any other thoughts? I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain here. I mean, it was just it was so awesome having it back on this weekend. It was like I I didn't I was watching all types of shit. I was I, I was watch, watching I was watching League On. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch any of it. It was great. Yeah, you were traveling. I, I probably watched like eight games this weekend. Shock. Um, but yeah, it was brilliant. And you know what I love about the first couple of weekends too is like there hasn't been enough time for the fans to be totally jaded. And Anything so there's can there's really good atmosphere in Anything the stadium. Can happen, like man. yeah, no. Anything can happen. It was fantastic. But uh, but yeah, because Andrew and I are gonna be uh, living together, we're gonna be potting a lot more, um, watching even more soccer if possible. Um, so so stay tuned. Uh, Talking soccer will likely be uh, twice a week now uh, moving forward. Um, especially once midweek games kick off. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that just about does it. We are uh, at, on Twitter. We're on Instagram. I'm probably going to have to change the names of both of those. We're currently at Jogapodnita. We'll probably be at Talking Soccer or something similar. But, uh, but yeah, stay tuned. We'll become active on Twitter. We'll post some gambling picks. We had a good weekend this weekend. We're up four units to start the season. So that's, that's bueno. But, uh, yeah, that'll do it for your host, Jake Johnson. It's good to be back. See you guys next week or midweek or whenever the fuck we feel like it. Later.